Pledge your support to survivors of sexual assault and abuse while exercising your pup during the second annual Puppy Parade hosted by Dial Help. We do this event every year as part of Sexual Assault Awareness Month. It's a great chance to show your support, gain more personal awareness on the topic, and meet wonderful Copper Country puppers. This event is Wednesday, April 27th. A virtual option exists for those who want to participate at another time with their dog. Learn more about the event and about Sexual Assault Awareness Month at dialhelp.org. Sponsored by the Portage Health Foundation. Copper Country Today continues, brought to you by the Portage Health Foundation. You can learn more about them and their mission at phfgive.org. I'm Todd Van Dyke. We've been talking with the three candidates who are running for the open seat in the Houghton City Council, uh, the election coming up on May 3rd. Craig Waddell is the third of three in our order, but not necessarily the third of three in, in any other reason other than that. And Craig, welcome to the program. Thank you, Todd. It's good to have you here. Uh, Give us a little bit of a thumbnail sketch about yourself, who you are, what you do. Well, my wife and I moved to the area in 1989, um, initially into Portage Township in 1996. We moved into Houghton, West Houghton, with our son, who was two at the time, and we've lived there ever since. Uh, Throughout that time, we've been involved in civic affairs of one kind or another, public service in one kind or another. Um, So we look forward to another opportunity to provide public service on the Houghton City Council. Why choose now to make that step? Well, I, I got this, I retired from Michigan Tech in 19, 2019, and my work there was uh, involved public participation, research on public participation, risk communication, journalism, and other things that related to some of the issues that Houghton was facing. I started going to city council meetings. I've been attending fairly regularly. I'd been attending since 1998 with uh, work with the West Houghton Neighborhood Association, which I co-founded and served as president for five years. So I was familiar with city governance. And I was kind of surprised that people were concerned about the reception they were getting because with our neighborhood group, we got a very positive reception. I started going to meetings and I saw some things that I thought might help to improve the, the way city government works in Houghton at this point. And so I started offering suggestions to the city council and the planning commission and eventually came to the conclusion the best way to move any such things forward would be to serve on the council myself. So, All right, so you're going to be on the ballot. Uh, it's not this coming Tuesday, but a week from Tuesday as this show airs on the 24th of April. Uh, Let's start, as I have with the other candidates, with the two-ton gorilla in the room because it's an issue that's going to have to be addressed immediately. The parking deck has outlived its usefulness. It's becoming a liability. Uh, It has to come down. That decision has already been made. First point is it's going to cost a million dollars or more to take it down. Where does that money come from? I think the city manager has identified some funding sources for that. So, yeah, the earlier plan was that Veridia would pay to take it down in exchange for the, the property, transfer of property, and building something taxable on that site. Uh, eventually, Avidia, um, Veridia. Veridia, thank you. Yes. Veridia <laughs> okay. withdrew, and, um, and in a, a letter to the city, they gave their reasons for withdrawing. Um, so that threw it back to the city to come up with an alternative plan. The city's decided that it should come down. Um, you know, I, I've 
gathered, I've read um, every comment that's been made on the citizens group on the waterfront. There's over 350 comments. I've read and compiled every comment that's been reported in the minutes of city meetings over this period of time. So we're talking about hundreds and hundreds of comments, and I've tried to synthesize from that um, eight suggestions that I thought we might reach consensus about with respect to what to do after the deck comes down. The city manager has produced a, a really wonderful diagram of what the area looks like with the deck down, divided up into different sections. I think that's going to be immensely useful. I believe it will, if it's not already, it will soon be available on the city's uh, website. Um, so I would like to, one of the reasons that people don't get involved based on research on, on voting is two reasons. One is they don't feel properly informed, and secondly, they don't think their their vote would make a difference. This was a study that was done a few years ago on why, I think it was 100,000 people didn't vote in the 2016 or 2012 election. Uh, so, you know, it's a question of getting information out there to people so they can understand what they're, what they're getting engaged in and, and giving them confidence that their participation will make a difference. So, I'd like to see a, an independent uh, urban planner, city planner, professional planner brought in to work with the, uh, the site plan that the manager has presented and with some listing. It doesn't have to be the one I've compiled. It could be some others, but of ideas that have been brought forward upon which I think we could reach consensus. So, Is this project big enough to justify that? Because uh, one of the first things I noticed when I started covering it uh, back very early in its process, before most of the public seems to have become aware of it, uh, public hearings were being held, nobody was showing up, that kind of thing. Um, one of the things that I noted at that point is that while we look at this as a big project, developers look at this as a very tiny project. It doesn't cover a lot of ground. It's not going to build a lot of square footage. Um, it's not going to attract de developers from a long ways away. You're not going to get somebody here from Green Bay or Duluth or Minneapolis or something like that to build a development here. Uh, is it necessary for us to spend the kind of money to bring in somebody who is a planner and can probably tell us pretty much what we already know? If you want a new parking deck, you're going to have to put it here. If you want some retail space, you're going to have to put it here. Well, the... the um I guess it was last summer there was a pre-charette workshop which I participated in and the conclusion of that group, that process was, it was facilitated by Michigan State University Extension Service folks, um, it would cost about $100,000 to do a development plan for the downtown. I think that was exclusive of addressing the deck issue. Um, the citizens group that was formed several years ago at one point offered to try to raise half the fund that would, they, they, their estimate was it would be $60,000 to do what they were recommending be done and that they would raise half the money. I don't know if that offer is still valid or not, but you know, that, so, and, and with, with getting people involved, um, you know, a couple of kinds of, of communication that are fairly widely described are push and pull communication. So Pull communication, you have to go to someone's website, you have to go find something in the Gazette or on the radio. Push, you send it out to people. And that's a, that's a resource the city has, and there are lots of ways to do that, but one resource the city has is a 1,400-member uh, email list for residents of Houghton 
uh, general at cityofhoughton.com. So that can be used more effectively to let people know what's happening. And then again, just giving people confidence that if they do participate, it will matter. Um, that's you know, one of the three prime reasons in the survey I mentioned earlier why people say they didn't vote. They, first, they didn't think they were properly inf well informed enough to make an informed decision. So that means getting information out to the people. And secondly, they felt they uh, they didn't think their their vote would make a difference. So, yeah, and it's something, frankly, that frustrates those of us in the media as well. We report on things, and we report on things, and we report on things, and then a decision is made, and all of a sudden, people come out of the woodwork and say, "We haven't heard anything about this." And I can't tell you how many times I have sat in this office with people who are saying, "We didn't know about this. We're mad about it." Well, I'm sorry, we told you well we weren't paying attention we weren't following this we didn't we don't well at some point don't we as citizens have a, a, an obligation to be a bit proactive here yes absolutely i think the the responsibilities have to be shared across many sectors government the citizenry the media maybe watchdog groups uh, might be thrown into that mix but all all of us uh, including you know you me i mean everyone has a responsibility there's you know there's an old saying that uh, democracy is not a spectator sport. I mean, you've got to get out there and, and uh, inform yourself. Um, but again, there is this, this idea of, of push communication. One, one of the, at the um, pre-Charette workshop I mentioned, the, one of the planners said, well, how are you going to get more of the downtown business people involved? And without skipping a beat, one of the counselors said, walk and talk. I mean, that, that's, that's one of the huge benefits of campaigning. I mean, I've, I've been educated by the people I've communicated with hugely by sure. just going out and talking to people. I mean, I've talked to hundreds of people, and I've got you know people who are supported from all across the spectrum. I mean, the, the Democrats, Republicans, conservatives, independents. I mean, pe people do want to know that their voice will matter and that they can participate in a meaningful way. So. But we still have to come up with a million dollars. And while I know uh, Eric Wara has identified yeah. some potential sources of revenue for that, uh, you're probably looking at uh, borrowing the money mm -hmm. to pay it off. If, would you support the proposal of a property tax increase <laughs> to take that on and preserve existing city services in the process? Well, the you know what I've suggested at one meeting, and uh, unfortunately it was misquoted in the minutes. But um, when it was said that we don't have money, if we keep putting money into the deck, we won't have money for parks and neighborhood improvements and this sort of thing. And as former president of the West Oakland Neighborhood Association, of course that resonated with me, and I suggested that ask people. I mean, there's, there's such a thing as as payment in lieu of taxes, pilot. Um, which is uh, addressed to um, institutions that like like tech or the park service, they don't pay taxes, maybe they would do something else in, like payment in kind. Maybe they would agree to allow some parking space. So that I, you know, I was thinking in terms of payment in addition to taxes. So there's, there are people in Houghton who are, you know, barely getting by. And there are others who are, you know, reasonably well off. I think some of the folks who are a little, maybe a little better off might be willing to give, if they were asked, to give Donate money now, not not to pay the million dollars for the deck, but if you if you had a, a site, a lot of cities do this. Uh, if you had a site that said, "Here's where you can go. Here are some projects we want to fund, help fund," and it might be a park or something like that. Now you can already do that with the fire department, with the library, with the with the um, 
you know, the, the, the Kestner Park. I mean, there are ways to, to do this. So there are already ways to do that, but a centralized place. And people who are, uh, you know, I mean, this is something that you can, uh, I've already checked the tax laws. I mean, you can get, um, you know, reduced the payment and taxes by just less, just as with a, a 501c3 by a, a contribution to a so that would be one way to get some additional revenue without raising taxes um i think the plan that eric has put forward is 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 involves i think it's a bond and and he's shown how it could be paid off over time and that would be without raising taxes so so <clears throat> we take the deck down there are businesses on Sheldon Avenue that depend heavily on that deck. First of all, for parking right. at their back doors. Secondly, for loading and unloading, egress and, and bringing materials and goods in and out through those back doors. What specific steps do we take to make sure that they are not harmed by this? Good. Thank you for that question. Um, the, the approach, I, you know, I, I'm, I've sent a number of documents to the city. I'm happy to send to anyone who might be interested, but uh, 15, 18 months ago, I sent something where I tried to apply what I learned as an academic analyzing decision-making processes to this case. And I took basically what you might call a utilitarian approach, which is the greatest good for the greatest number over the greatest period of time. And I think removing the deck makes sense based on that approach. However, that approach, <clears throat> first you have to look at the process by which you get there. And secondly, you have to look at what happens to those, how do we avoid the tyranny of the, major tyranny of the majority? How do we avoid a, a negative impact on those businesses that have that backside of their business. And so one of the things I've suggested in this list of eight suggestions, and again, all those things really, they're not really for me. All I've done is taken something that might've been posted on a, a single line comment, and I've, I've tried to find resources and links and so forth. But um, a, a, a walkway, external walkway along the backside, there are, by my count, about 20 points of access to that deck, uh, including the stairway and including from KBC and going all the way down to the uh, you know, the print shop and so forth, those people have become to depend upon that. So if you had a walkway along the back that might be connected by uh, a, a, another walkway that goes to a multi-level, smaller, much smaller footprint, multi-level parking facility that's maybe attached or adjacent to uh, something that's a taxable uh, resource in that area, like, a, like a condominiums with uh, shops and restaurants and that sort of thing. So all of that could, I think, could be done and that would help pay that the tax revenue would help pay. I think the, the business owners who are negative, I've, I've talked to some, you know, one just left town. Others have told me that, well, at least one has told me directly about considering such a thing and told me there's a third one that's, that's also considering that. So, you know, we got to help those folks. Um, again, how do you avoid the tyranny of the majority if you're going to take that approach of what's in the greatest good of the greatest number? And that, that goes all the way back to Jefferson and before that. I mean, I, I could quote on that. But, yeah. Well, the whole concept of the U.S. Constitution is to avoid the, the, the tyranny of the majority. Yes. Talking with Craig Waddell, he is one of the three candidates for the open Houghton City Council seat. Again, the election is coming up on May 3rd. You mentioned that you have put together a fair amount of documentation on this. You've got several reports that you have prepared. If people are interested in looking at those, how do they get them from you, Craig? Um, I've got a, a, a email address they could send to. It's Craig Waddell four, the number four, uh, just a numeral four. So Craig Waddell four Houghton at gmail.com. And I'm, you know, anyone who's interested, I'm happy to send 
all kinds of documentation. So, yeah. Got a minute left here, and I don't want to end this without asking if there are any other specific issues that the city is facing that you would want to bring up at this point. Well, walkability has already been, always been a, 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 something I've been interested in. Everyone who walks takes one less parking space downtown. Uh, sometimes said that pedestrians are an indicator species. When you, where you see lots of pedestrians, you have reason to think there's a lot of good things happening in the community. People are getting out, getting exercise, maybe polluting less because they're not driving their cars as much. Um, neighborhood associations, having founded one and served as president for five years, that's that's a real way to get volunteerism involved. I mean, a lot of things that have you know might be proposed that the city do don't have to be done by the city itself, but you might be able to use city government as sort of a bully pulpit to, to remind people of opportunities to volunteer in your community. All right, and I have to wrap it up there because we're out of time. But uh, Craig Waddell, thank you for coming in. The election again coming up on May 3rd, and Copper Country Today will continue in a moment, brought to you by the Portage Health Foundation.